Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, October 23rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, a Chepe space. Lunk to a dollar. Let's take a listen. Hey, what are you up to? Is it morning for you? Yeah, just get my morning coffee about that to work. Yeah, I'll do the evening coffee here. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, having a good day. No, it's not, I'm surprised you're uh, all alone in here, Sethi. Well, I guess people are coming in now. No, I just kind of opened the thing like just a second ago. Uh, just kind of hang out and stuff. Yeah, there's like the kind of like the mm, Luna Classic people were doing their thing, trying to get their shit together. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I caught the end of that one. Yeah, so there's, um, I don't know. They're trying to stay organized somehow. We'll see how it goes. Um, a lot of kind of a lot of the crowd there is kind of amateurs though. So it's like they're, I think they misunderstand some of the, the, the issues involved. It's interesting too. Like sometimes you'll have people that are pretty good at like coding and stuff and you'll have other people that, um, understand crypto a little bit. And then other people who ex- like understand, um, like economics and, uh, the number of people that understand all three is I think very small. Uh, it's a subset of that group. So it's like, um, I don't know. There's only so many people that understand like everything in its totality. And then even then, like um, you can fail, right? Like, like uh, yeah, that's true. The knowledge base doesn't automatically equal success. No. In fact, in some ways, like, like the most obvious, like trusted system like that I would be willing to kind of mess with again is if TFL did it again. Right. Because at the end of the day, like they would um, know like all the different things that failed and would be the most likely uh, group of people to know how to do it better next time in a way. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, I definitely don't disagree with you there. They, they, They like, I mean, we can all sort of, do our own sort of little post-mortem analysis and, and, and pick apart where things went wrong. But I mean, they're going to have access to more data about everything that went wrong than anybody else. And they had all the experience of building it in the first place. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know if like, if I had to start my uh, career over what I do now from scratch um, and I couldn't take the information I know with me, right? I had to start over again. It would just suck, basically. Um, starting over from scratch, I'd be like, wait a minute, would I want to do this again? <laughs> like, the experience you get in certain things um, and your failures over a long period of time are um, sort of extremely important to sort of your, like your experience base. And um, I don't know, this, the, it's, it's, 
if you have a fresh group of people trying something, they are going to have a new set of eyes, a new perspective, which can be good. But at the same time, like reinventing the wheel and making all the same mistakes again uh, um, is kind of one of the problems in the crypto space in general. Like I hear different communities, whether they're NFTs or blockchains or whatever the hell. And I hear like, you know, a conversation in one community and they've gone through all the problems and they've solved them and maybe tried some new things. And then you'll have very fresh people that are trying the exact same things that everyone else failed at already. And we know don't work and they're trying them over and over again. So there is a kind of repetition of failed experiments uh, that's fairly common around here. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's like nobody has a good memory of all the failures because there's so many different failures um, that it's hard to encapsulate, encapsulate them all in some kind of reference or book or, or some kind of uh, like, I don't know, in medicine, you know, we have like studies posted, um, you know, and published, right? So when problems happen, or it's discovered there's like medication side effects or something like that. There's a place you can go look these things up, right? Whereas like in crypto, it's like everyone's reinventing the wheel over and over again. It's uh, Maybe we just need a, just a, like a historical chain, like a chain that's just merely there. Its purpose is to just collect data on all the, all the different blockchain experiments that have gone. Yeah, and, and kind of have like a, a record of what went wrong or something. Uh, but even then, like that gets really big, right? It, it's time consuming to to learn history. Like just think about it from the history of anything, right? The history of medicine or technology or something. Your 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 history is always going to be like partial, and it's also going to be like written partial to the viewer that's actually writing the article. So it'll almost always be biased. And then like everyone takes away a different lesson from the exact same history. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know that there's a definite solution to that. It's just uh like I don't know. DNA like with life spends a lot of effort um like correcting errors with like biological error correction mechanisms and all those sorts of cool things. Um and so like living organisms have a very very long-term like fault tolerance uh system and um but with living things it's normal to actually have like mutations occur and uh, cancers to happen, people to die, and evolution to occur, and all of that's considered like standard, right? Um, so the the sort of memory is held within our genes, and um, you know, to the best of our ability, we pass those on. Um, like where good things get passed on, and slowly bad things fall away, or things that don't help our our niche or environment. So yeah, technologies um, like. Uh, interesting in that there's no like good historical mechanism, uh, at least for, um, well, outside of like universities and going and take, getting a degree in something like, I don't know, let's say computer science or something like that. Mm, there's a, there's a tendency for best practices, uh, in programming or something like that to be passed on year after year and practices that aren't particularly very useful to sort of fall off the curriculum. Um, and, uh, it's because like, there's only so much you can learn in like a four-year degree. So the, the like top things end up occupying most people's time. And then the things that don't work tend to slowly disappear and um, go away. And then of course, capital markets, you know, let's say there's a drug and it doesn't work, right? Like it, slowly people realize, wait, I'm not so sure this does anything. Or the flip side is something better comes along 
um, then slowly some medications disappear and other ones emerge and it's just a normal process. Um, and maybe that's all it is. Like maybe, uh, that's the reason why it takes so long, um, with technology or with blockchains or whatever, like things just have to take their sweet time and failures have to just keep happening until people realize certain things won't work. Hey, Ivan, what's up? Nothing much, man. Sorry. I <clears throat> was on another, uh, another uh, page there uh anyway man uh that was a good point you made um you know as far as uh the other cex's and the one-to-one ratio um you know i thought that was a very good point and uh how you put that across um you know i you know i disagree with you as far as uh you know what the uh Oh, my neighbors are getting crazy over there. <laughs> uh, but I disagree, uh, you know, as far as uh, what the, uh, you know, as far as putting a community wallet together and, uh, you know, helping fund uh, the project. And the only way or the only reason that I say that, Safi, is because, <clears throat> you know, when I, they put the donation wallet out and, um, you know, I was hoping to get up and ask a question. Uh, and my question was going to be, you know, can we put a, you know, a community wallet out to donate to that is, you know, open to the public so we can see, you know, where those funds are going? Because we actually have a lot of uh, of the community that, you know, wants to help. And I think one of the uh, potential problems uh, initially with the donation wallet is number one, it wasn't open. Number two, it was only out for 10 days um, before uh, the whole deal went down with everything else. Well, I don't and, mean, I don't mean to say that people, there won't be some people that will donate to some kind of a, like a community funded organization. The issue because like, is that historically in crypto, this has not worked. So if you like, if you just simply ignore the, the idea that like these kinds of initiatives, number one, like they need to raise many millions of dollars. We're not talking about like pocket change. Um, even, even when Angel Protocol Ontario was doing charity work and they were donating money to like different organizations, like bona fide nonprofits with like an actual like nonprofit organization in the background created like an official is all official, right? Legal and everything. The right. number of actual people that donated via this mechanism was tiny to the point where Chauncey, uh, like the, he's one of the founders or main, main people in it. Like he and I chat from time to time. He was like really irritated with like how relatively low success that project was. Even though a lot of people on Tarot were super rich in the sense that they had lots of Luna and this and that, but still were not really participating much. Um, and then there's the other thing, like if you have these kinds of donation type things, it also opens up to lots of different scammers showing up and claiming that donations are for whatever. And there would have to be a really cohesive way that uh, you funnel substantial amounts of community members into bringing in money. But like, if you were to ask me, like, do I think there is someone I know that's about to, let's say, donate, I don't know, um, like a million dollars or any kind of serious amount of money to something like that. I don't know of anybody. So the, the issue is like the, what I brought up with spark IBC was um, the way that it works is let's say I have $10,000 worth of Adam tokens. Um, 
you could create a, a system where let's because the inflation yield of Atom is 19%. So let's take let's so let's say I have a hundred thousand dollars worth of Atom. Uh, I could donate like maybe three percent of the yearly yield, which would be like three thousand dollars a year, and I could redirect that yield redirect it to a donation wallet, and then the other let's say fifteen um, percent uh, or sixteen percent or whatever's less left of the yield would still come to me. So it benefits me, the staker, because I'm not like just simply making a massive donation. B, that donation like happens over a period of time. C, it's not related necessarily to Luna Classic because the thing is like um, the coin, if you donate in Luna Classic, they're just simply going to sell Luna Classic. So it creates negative pressure. It actually helps for them to be paid in another coin. Um, and so anyway, like just, just my, my, like what I've seen from previous attempts at doing shit like this, it doesn't generate the amount of money consistently that you think it's going to. That was my problem with it. I don't have a problem if people want to donate to whoever. And if isn't, you can get them to donate enough money, it's cool. Yeah. Isn't Eris sure. Protocol, uh, say, isn't Eris Protocol already doing something essentially that on Terra Classic? I believe they have a protocol that like Not performs sure. this exact function. I think you can, it auto compounds your stake and then it can go to either LunkDAO or Terra Rebels or Angel Protocol. Mm, yeah, it's not a difficult thing to create, so it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't looked at their site lately to see, uh, confirm. Yeah, take a look, see if they have something useful. Yeah, and if they, once they already have a system, right, then creating an open smart contract that anyone can audit and like confirm that, in fact, it is going to who they say they're going to. And everybody can share that link, and if people want to donate, they can. Or maybe just donate a portion of the yields, like... You know, it's a smart contract and a, a part of your staking yield can go to this particular um, thing. Because, like, the number of people that, number one, just have money that they can throw. Like, let me ask you this, Ivan. If you had, mm, I don't know, let's say you had $100,000, would you spend that on funding the development of Luna Classic unless you had maybe, like, over a million dollars in the actual coin? Right. Like your 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 decision to like pay out to help fund in improvements in this thing would almost be certainly proportional to the bag that you have. Like, does that make sense? Like if I had a hundred K wouldn't like thousand dollars, wouldn't I just go and buy like, I don't know, some real estate or something? Or wouldn't I like start up a company where like I know that the profit comes back to me? Uh so I think yeah, the community funding of um development it needs to be sort of baked into the system somehow that stuff is like when you try to rely upon donations or something then that tends to die off is is kind of how i've seen it anyway that's just my take well i i agree there Safi, uh for sure um you know and i hear what you're saying um you know and i think on the other side of things you know we kind of need to look at you know you said that this has been done before but you know, on top of that, you know, this kind of crash has never been seen. This large of a community has never been seen. And uh, what do you mean? Like large of community isn't what do you mean? Well, I mean, just like, you know, as far as backing and, you know, everybody that is involved. That's, yeah, that well, that's not true. Exactly. Um, there's many, many, many community crypto communities that it orders a magnitude bigger. 
than this one. So I, I wouldn't say that. Like, so yeah, it, like there, it's not a lack of size of community that what I'm talking about here. I'm just saying like donation mechanisms tend not to generate consistently as much money as we need. I don't, again, if people want to donate, go right ahead, have a system. I'm not like arguing against it or whatever. I'm just saying like, it's not a long-term plan um, that I think, I, I don't think it's worth your effort in my opinion. Like, I think it won't. Like it, there's no historical evidence for something like this working like in any blockchain for any reason. Like that's the reason why so many blockchains tend to rely upon venture capital. The difference here is that the you guys would be the venture capital, right? That's kind of what you're trying to say. Like you guys are interested in maybe funding things like this and that's fine. Um, but at the same time, like venture capital firms, if you, once you start saying you're going to donate significant portions of your money, not donate, but like, use significant portions of your money to sort of spur on some innovation. VCs generally expect a high rate of return. They're not doing it as like a donation. They expect something to come back. And if you want to create a fund where, you know, people bring cash flow in and eventually provide some sort of return to them outside of like just the, the price of lunk going up. Okay, sure. I can see that. Um, where people might, you know, you might attract larger amounts of capital, but what would be that, um, like, what would you offer uh, to to make that happen? Like, what would be the promise you could make that, hey, if you uh, involve yourself in this, you throw a lot of money at this, we believe we can get your return on that quote unquote donation. But like, it, I wouldn't think of like, Luna Classic is not like a charity in the sense that like, if you tell people, you know, say, let's say donate or whatever. It's not as simple as saying, well, you're like curing cancer somewhere or you're supplying some kind of nonprofit or whatever. Um, donations and things like imply certain things in people's mind. And um, I, I don't know if we should like try to co-opt sort of like some sort of donation narrative. Um, that has other regulatory problems, by the way. That's a different problem. But anyway, um, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if Bruce, uh, Bruce, is your mic not or your system not working? I tried to add him as a uh, like speaker or host or whatever. It's not uh, seeming to work. Um, yeah, Twitter has been funny lately. Uh, Coach, there you are. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Are you having some connection problems or something? Uh, no, it's just you have to accept co-host a few times sometimes. It's working out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, like I was, did, were you there with like Tobias and these people uh, last hour ago? No, I wasn't. What happened? So they had like this USTC repeg and general conversation. And uh, there, I don't know, there, it, there's not really a direction in the classic community yet as far as like how to fund everything. Um, so yeah, there's like fixing the technical problems. Obviously, that's, they're working on that. But as far as like, how do you pay validators long term? How do you? Hey, by the way, like maybe you have some metrics on this, but like, um, like, or do you feel like most of the validators right now on the Luna Classic chain are profitable, or they're not at this point? Like, are they? Um, are they, are they making enough to stay afloat? You think most of them, or no? I think so. I I have to look at the. I'm not sure what the break break even price is, um, but I think so. I think a lot many are, um, but your concern is what? Like when the community pool runs out, then what? 
like how did how does the how do validators get paid later once the funds in the pool right now because it's not an inflationary chain right now right no but but i mean there's there's a while you've got like 18 months before it runs out so it's not a it's not super urgent um i think there are many ways to 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 fix it um yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the the most beautiful proposal to come out from Terra Rebels, and then I think everyone can get behind it. Yeah, I was talking to them earlier. I was like, oh. so one of the things you can't do is like you can't tie the governance token to some kind of like UST repeg again, because the the that was sort of what the problem was, right? It's kind of like you need some sort of intermediary collateral token, like not tying it to governance is. Uh, it's obvious, it, like no, like you can't do that on any stablecoin ever again. In my opinion, it just won't work because you risk chain breakage when you when you uh, like have a some sort of DPEG event or something. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so um, I think Said uh, had some kind of comment or something. What's up, man? Hi, hello, brother. Yeah, I was uh, I was me and hello, Bruce. Hello, guys. Hello, Ethan. Yeah, I was me and you. Uh, in same channel brother yeah because when we're talking about uh, uh, donation uh, the guys they are scared okay and there is a big big legal issue there okay because they are not like an entity so we can like sign a a, a legal contract with them uh, uh, yeah I, I think to yeah, fill Bruce sorry. in, your suggestion, real quick, your suggestion was to just simply create like a coin. And if people buy the coin, the price of the coin goes up. And if the, uh, the, 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 the coin gets sold like by you know, certain wallets, like for example, the development team, then they can sell it early. But everybody else, like the token would vest or something. So essentially it'd function as a donation coin, sort of. Yes, um, thank you so much. By this way, everyone will be covered, okay? Uh, uh, we are thinking to add like a protocol or whatever or a proposal to keep burning shit. Why we will not like create like a, uh, some sort of uh, uh, coin that the, uh, all of us as community, we get involved in it. And we will buy it from them or whatever. We could, uh, we keep burning. They will add some sort of coding like on the the uh, uh, Shia one to keep burning the Luna Classic, and we are providing. And for them, they are covered legally. They are covered because they are. Uh, yeah, that that that's my approach. Because there is no way the donation just like that it will work. It never work like to the night like for a group of people. Uh, or personnel that they are working like in in uh, something, okay? It never worked. I never. I have no no idea how it will work. Yeah, we can try the, to do that, but it is not like successive, and it will be go like uh, uh, all the way to the end. People they start at the beginning, then they feel like lazy. I oh, they will say enough. Safi will donate. Uh, Bruce will donate. Uh, Said will donate, and they will get lazy, and they will keep their coin. That will this will not work. So uh, uh, we create some sort of a, of a, a coin in the blockchain as a swap. Okay, that's why I ask him to bring the swap because swap means yeah, or, it is a good feature, or even some yeah. kind of like you know fundraising type of thing, like maybe an NFT project or something. That's that the project. It is a, a, yeah. a coin, just a coin. 
No one yeah, will sure. do nothing with it. Just skip the hairpin. From one side, we keep the help of the burning of Luna Classic. The second uh, thing, it is rising the, 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 the fund and the capital for, for, the, for them as payments. Okay, and it will rise a lot of payments because people, they are buying just cheats coin. They are buying Shiba or Jasmine or whatever. Or there is a coin called scams. Scam coin. Imagine that. Scam coins. And they are buying it. They spending. How we will not create something that it will help the, 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 the blockchain. Okay. Plus, hey, we one need a... Sorry, brother. You can have the mic. Yeah, and I was going to ask uh, Bruce real quick. Um, Bruce, on, on a slightly different note, right? Uh, would you think that there's a bigger future for Luna Classic as some kind of meme chain? Or do you, look, one, do you think there's enough meme power there or not? Or B, like, it's going to be more likely to succeed as some sort of utility chain competing with, like, the infinite variety of utility chains that are out there. Like, and, and I guess my... My thing on the Shiba Dogecoin thing is, you know, like these things are way more powerful than people expected. And if you look at the the value of Shiba and Doge, they're both top 15 still, right? Like, which is hilarious, if anything. Uh, so that no matter how much scam coin they are or not, the people are using them as a store of value, which is really interesting. Because they're still not having bled out, right? They still have a lot of value in them, which is fascinating stuff. Yeah. Did you like my, uh, I think I, I called it hostage theory. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's, that's definitely there. Yeah. Like the, so the what do you call it? The, hostage theory is when yeah. a, so when a coin pumps so much that so many people buy on the way up, um, let's say it does like a 10x or something. So many people buy up on the way up that when it goes back down, they're taken hostage and because they're taken hostage they are forced to work and build and figure out the problem of how to create real value and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a way sure. to it's a way to solidify a community to take them all hostage yeah <laughs> you're, you're in it oh, you're first you're in it for the pump, and then you're in it for the tech because you're stuck oh, like how do you how do you keep in, them together well you keep them together by having them need to keep together because they won't sell at a massive loss <laughs> <laughs> right um, i swear you made me laugh that's but, the right I think, description man i think oh yeah describe yeah Holy i think shit. the it is the right description yeah yeah um i think the i was reading some like george soros stuff earlier and he said as well um it's it just paraphrase it's much easier to put existing resources to use than to develop um new resources when they don't exist so i i think one funny thing would be to funny and good for Lunk, would be to make Lunk um, of technological parity with, with Luna. I think that's the plan. I think that's what um, Terror Rebels have said. They want to basically make the chains uh, kind of identical to, not identical in, in the... It uh, needs a full upgrade, no question yeah, about it. It needs a full upgrade, so so everything can work. Um, but I, what I'm imagining is, is this, Pete. <laughs> so imagine there's uh, 100 apps released on Luna. Then imagine if it was incredibly easy, a day's work, to release or clone the same apps on Lunk. Um, and then imagine that a, a lot of the apps are interesting and maybe NFT related or maybe um, 
you know, there's things like story protocol, improv protocol, whatever they are, but they seem to be based around creativity and, and gig economies and that kind of stuff. And then I was imagining you have two big groups of people who are very different. One of them are like all heart and not particularly brainy, uh, at least some of them. <laughs> and the other ones are like total fucking nerds. Um, yeah, it's like we have this like twin twin cities kind of idea. Yeah, right. Like it's theory. like the meme coin and the 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 sort of like I don't know whoever whatever serious DeFi nerds. It's my and then you bring yeah. It, so like yeah, you bring both of those ideas together. That's what I was trying to say before. And like you know, we got like all sorts of negative fucking tweets about it. Like whoa, like you know, one group is somehow holier than the other or something. But yeah, yeah. like the this kind of mixed idea to me is like. But that's the thing on Cosmos in general, the ability to clone a DAP and post it on multiple chains is is the norm now. Like that's yeah. not even like high tech or some shit, right? It's like it's just the norm. So the community has to under like the Luna Classic community, like that are new, right? They do have to understand it's really, really easy to deploy on numerous chains. And not only that, but it's gonna be fairly easy to swap between different coins, like with interchain accounts and everything. So you really have to compete with all of the Cosmos, not just with other apps within the chain. So the, like, I think people misunderstand like who the competition is yeah. and uh, well, how to integrate you know, those people. I've tried to address that a lot. And I, like for the last, like I don't know, five months now, I've been addressing the, the stupid stuff with Fat Man and all these people and, and all the lies that have been spread. And uh, it was quite, quite um, exciting and ejaculatory that Do Kwon retweeted my thread today, which is good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, good job on that. But I think, <laughs> like, ultimately, you have you have the Lunk community, and we pretty much only have Terra Rebels and a few guys developing NFT stuff, like, I don't know, Metagloria or whoever. Really, there aren't many builders here at all. There are almost no builders. And the builders that there are here are working on other stuff as well. They have full-time jobs. Um, you have a, a hive of incredible builders on Luna now. Like on the old chain, it attracted some of the best minds. Hundreds of millions of dollars were put into development. Hundreds of, um, you know, thousands upon thousands of man hours to develop these things um, and, and launch on Lunk. It's why the Lunk ecosystem is so big now, um, even though it's broken. It's because all of these people were there and all this money was invested. And they've now moved to primarily uh, Luna. But imagine a situation where it's almost as easy to clone the app or connect the app or deploy the app again on Lunk as it is Luna, well, then you benefit from all of the building happening on Luna, right? And you also create interesting situations where both communities have the same apps, but they can do different things with them, right? Like how, how, is both, how are both communities going to take story protocol or whatever else is out, you know, the latest NFT protocols um, or even the, the more DeFi-oriented protocols? Like, I think it's going to be interesting because each community is quite distinct. Like you have the, the big-time fucking nerds and then you have the meme coiners. Um, and then, yeah. you know, and then there's more to it than that, too. It's like with the tech that's on Cosmos, like some of the really, really important projects like on Juno, like DowDow, who's creating essentially governance infrastructure, like all of the shit the Luna community wants is like already built over there. And the beauty of having like Cosmos IBC is once you upgrade the chain, like, you know, you could petition for, I don't know, DowDow to create like a like a whatever a home base on Luna Classic, for example, or have a like an IBC connection or some shit or whatever you know, however that shit works. And, uh, and ultimately, like what's going to happen is all of these things are going to be quite interoperable. 
Um, so like the priority definitely is to get the chain fully upgraded in my view. Like there's no reason to be handicapped by that particular thing. Now people should understand like back when TFL was running things, um, they like made specific decisions to sort of like shy away from the rest of the cosmos. They had their own wallet. They felt like they would differentiate with a different set of dApps, a full layer one. They were going to sort of like, um, they, they didn't have, for example, they didn't spend the money, for example, to get on Kepler wallet, which is kind of expensive, but they had the money. Um, a lot of choices were made to sort of like, I don't know, either shy away for, or irritate a lot of other people in Cosmos blockchains. That's actually what happened. I don't know if you remember all this stuff, but like that, like that um, is not a good idea to me. Like, like the more collaborations you can get with other people in the cosmos, that's just like people that are willing to do like free work for you and build stuff like on your chain. Like, why wouldn't you want to attract those people? And um, yeah, a fully upgraded chain is very simple. Like imagine if you, Bruce had the iPhone 14 and I had the iPhone 3 and I didn't have the software upgraded. So like adapt wouldn't work on both of our phones. That's kind of how the system is now. And so like the current Luna Classic chain needs to upgrade to the latest version of Cosmos so that you can easily like make dApps and stuff like that. That's, that's the issue right now, I think, that uh, needs to be solved and they're kind of working on it. I, I, apparently it's a bigger, it's a harder problem to solve because the reason it's hard is because all the dApps that are there, Bruce, uh, they're made for like, um, the current version of whatever Cosmosm and everything that's running now. And in order to, if, if they were to upgrade the chain, all of those dApps would also have to upgrade their shit. And the different dApps are in different levels of disarray in terms of coordination. So when TFL was running things, right, and they had an upgrade or something, all of those dApps, the teams were paying attention. And you wouldn't break any of the previous smart contracts. Or if you did, those teams would fix them, right? And now the problem is like that you would you would basically make a lot of DApps incompatible if you upgraded. That's sort of the problem. But um, Musto, what's up, man? Hello, everyone. Uh, JP and uh, Coach Bruce, thank you for having me. Uh, I just have a short question for you both uh, for the Luna Classic USDC and uh, blockchain. Also, uh, let me see one second, please. I like uh, the I like the Turkish present uh, the pronunciation of my name. C is like a J, so it's Jeffy in your language, which is interesting. Yeah, I am I am from Netherlands, but uh, also Turkish uh, background. And the problem is my English is not that good. But I think uh, I hope you can understand me. Uh, no, you're fine. Point, thank you very much. My point is to you, Jeffy, and also to the coach. Uh, that is, what are you both thinking about the proposal from Alex and also the proposal from uh, Zaradar, but uh, also the partnership from Terra Rebels with uh, Nebulo? That is one question that I have for you, three questions in one. But also I want to say one thing uh, outside of that, and that is I have made a proposal and it is soon available. Uh, I would appreciate if you can take a look on it and hear your thoughts about it and your feedback also. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we'll try to take a look if we catch up with it. Yeah, maybe maybe link it to my uh, like Twitter or something like that. 
and then I can or DM you or something. I, I don't want to um, um, hashtag people in it, so everybody has the chance to look at, at it, but I don't want to hashtag people so they don't say, hey, don't hashtag me or something. Not that they say it, but... Yeah, you can send it to me. It's fine. I'll take a look if you put it together, see if there's... Uh, now, at the same time, like if I'm too too critical about it, don't be like pissed off at me. <laughs> so <laughs> we need critical so we can improve that points. Okay, cool. Hey, Jets, what's going on? Yo, what's up, Seppi? No, nothing. What, what are you doing? I'm actually just driving right now, man. What's going on with you, bro? Oh, nothing. We're just. Uh, Chilling here, uh, not doing too much. Hey Z, are we, what's are happening? Are we done with like the like the misinformation, the fud, the no, no misinformation fud is something that will happen twenty four seven. That's just normal for like <laughs> you just sort of address them as they come. That's all. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be like a phase where you don't you, you you're like fud free or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's just constant. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Usually the good ideas went out eventually um, and the stupid shit disappears or die, you know, something happens to like, I wouldn't worry too much about these things. Uh, things will sort themselves out. If, you know, it's like if they're smart <laughs> right, people. Yo, hey, I do have a question for, uh, for Bruce though. Yeah, shoot. Yo, when are you going to like unban me from lunked out, man? Like that was my shit, bro. Like what happened, bro? It's uh, it's up to the the council of elite lockdown members. It's up, to, it's up members. To, the, to to Maverick and to Jan, Jan, to them. No, I already told you about this, man. It's it's you you upset a few of the admins, so it's up to them to vote. All right. Wait, what 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 did you do? Like, what what kind of? Uh... All right, this is what happened. This is what happened. <laughs> so so one day when CZ from Binance the. CEO, I don't know how I got into this, but the CEO, like, he said he wasn't gonna, gonna uh, like implement the tax burn or whatever, and then like he did, and then like I was like, yo, the community, like, you guys should opt in, you guys should opt in, and then like everybody in the community, like the admins were like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, like he's trying to take over the blockchain and all this, and like, and I was like, you guys are idiots, like you guys should really listen to me, like I know this community, like, like I'm here every fucking day, and then like they just like banned me. I was like an admin, like, and everybody, like, everybody was cool with me. Everybody, like, everybody was cool, like, and like, that's 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 lame. I think with um groups, group chats, and stuff like that, it's good not to take it to heart because like people often block, and then once you're blocked, it's no, hard it's to get not, to not, uh, not Zor I'm not like, I'm not taking it to heart. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah. It's been like, but it's just like, like, if they don't want, if they don't want your presence, then that's their loss. The trash took itself out, Jets. All right, so don't take it. Uh, you know what? Like, it's freed up your energy, so you can put it on things that are more important. Um, yeah, those people yeah, are right. probably losers anyway. Probably losers. Exactly, they're they're losers. Hey, on the upside, Jets. I actually, I uh, I I just unblocked you. So, uh, that's so I didn't do, I don't even know you, bro. It's it's really fine, bro. You don't have to. It's all good, bro. I'm good. You can keep me blocked, man. Peace and love. Hey, coach, you want to give us the lowdown on um why you uh 
you went ahead and uh, iced yourself for the next 500 years and uh, why you potentially removed yourself from Twitter? Uh, two different things, Ivan. The, the freezing of myself was about three weeks ago, and that only lasted one week. Um, the reason is I, I didn't like everything that's happened culturally and societally for the last uh, few years. Cancel culture, TikTok, the lowering of attention spans, that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's all grotesque. I think it's horrible. So I froze myself. Then, after about a week of being frozen, I was, uh, I was woken back up. I was thawed out, and it turned out that Sefi and a few other people had come to the cryogenic freezing chamber and turned it off. Why? It's because all hell broke loose in the Lunar Classic community. It seemed that of themselves, by themselves, they were incapable of organizing themselves, incapable of leadership. They were having arguments on public Twitter. They were fighting. Um, Vegas was fighting all the others. Everything was happening. A load of drama. Demon Monkey was attacking everyone else. <laughs> Uh, it's, it, I don't know, just like it fell apart so much in my absence that everyone woke me up, which is pretty disappointing. Um, and the quit of Twitter was only about eight days ago now, Ivan. I quit Twitter because I sent my penis to a girl, um, who had brown eyes. And then it turned out that she had sent my tiny penis to about a thousand group chats, um, and friends in her DMs. And I realized this afterwards and it made me realize that people aren't trustworthy after all, Ivan. Um, they are out to get you, they will trick you, they will tease you, they will act like they're falling in love with you, and then they'll stab you in the back. So I quit Twitter about eight days ago because I don't want to experience that kind of thing anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I decided I'm not going to expose myself to social media anymore. Um, so I haven't since then. And I understand your pain there, Coach, um, because I also have a tiny penis. And, uh, you know, it's been rough. Um, but I, I'm learning to get through it. Uh, I am trying to uh, reorganize myself as far as that goes. Um, can you maybe give us a lowdown on the analytics of how long uh, it took you to defrost? Well, that's kind of like proprietary data, right? Cryogenics. Um... One, uh, we don't want to talk about it here and have you motherfuckers go and like open your freezer at home and claw, crawl in there like with the peas and the carrots or whatever the hell you have in your freezer and then go die and then like blame coach and myself. You'll get on social media. You'll say, you know, scream bloody murder. These guys told me to freeze myself in a like cryogenically and therefore we're going to sue you or. Uh, something like this, like this is classic for Twitter, right? Like this is what happens. So I think it's not a good idea for legal purposes for us to reveal these kinds of things. Yeah, that's probably true, Safi. I, I, I didn't even think of, you know, that side of the scenario. So uh, besides like the other the other possibilities, let's say um, Jets over here, he goes right now and he empties his freezer and all his like food and shit is like thawed out on the countertop, right? Um, and then he realizes he doesn't fit in this freezer and all of the food is thawed out. He's going to come back here. He's going to throw a tirade. Um, he's going to like protest and send me Twitter DMS and other things that are like angry claiming that I ruined his food, his pizza, his peas, whatever it's in there. Right. Ice cream. Mm. Um, you know, cause you can't refreeze that stuff. Right. Or maybe um, like one of his family will, will say, Oh, there's all this food on the countertop and, 
they don't realize he's been frozen for like a week and um they eat it all and they get really really sick you know they're gonna wake him up he's gonna be he's gonna be pissed like you know his his wife his father they're all really sick of food poisoning and it's all your fault I think if you just hop into a regular freezer, I think the chances are you're probably just going to be dead. I don't think they're going to thaw out, right? I don't like. I'm not going to. I don't want to have like a new thing, like a new, um, like these one of these Reddit, Reddit spaces, you know, start opening up where people are like trying to freeze themselves, and I don't know, like shaming people who aren't freezing themselves. And then other people are shaming people for freezing themselves. It's like the internet's just retarded, right? Like, anyway, just got, we have to be careful about these things. So, like, Bruce, do you want me to, you want to provide any further analytics data than, or should we keep our mouths shut? I think we need to shut up at this point. Okay. Uh, community, what's going on? Lunk community, and then Wolfgang or whoever. Hey, co- hey coach. All right, guys, how you doing? L- LUNC does not care about the size of your peanuts. Thank you. <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? You all right? All, yeah. I can say, all I can say is ignore the negative. We're going to get it all the time. The guys we need to be following, Mr. Diamond Hands, Jerry, Demon, Ivan, all of us, we've got a good good team going. Stick by us. We're going to, we're going to point you in the right direction. We're not into this negative crap. And I love to hear what Demon says, because Demon's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You won't understand how much knowledge he's got. So it's good to stick by. really is. When I come to Diamond Hand Spaces, I feel like I'm going to, like, church or something. Um, <laughs> explain that, like, vibe to me. It's like, it feels like <laughs> true, he's a true, preacher. True. <laughs> right? He's like a preacher, and he's, or like maybe a talk show host. I feel like, what is that TV <laughs> show? It's, a warm, <laughs> it's called a warm welcoming from Mr. Diamond Hands. He's a warm welcomer, and he, he keeps us all informed, you know, and he's good. He's, he's you know, he preaches us all up, he, he gets us all driving, and, and we go, get out there, we find utilities, we do our best on everything, you know. I feel he's like next thing he's. I feel like next thing he's going to be like. According to John thirteen seven, God has said unto his disciples, "Blah blah." You know, I feel like he's about to unleash like full preacher vibe or something, or maybe, maybe like what's that guy on the radio? Um, the guy that like, you know, tells you not to take on debt. Uh, what's that guy's name? The, the like radio show host on TV, American radio. Oh shit, I forget his name. Mm, he's like, okay, you should live debt free, and then he has like uh, a party every time someone has like eliminated all their debt or whatever. <laughs> like, anyway, he sounds like a uh, kind of a like a financial uh, help guru that's on the um, radio. Is Diamond Hands, but whatever. And uh, now I throw unto you the Luke Bible. <laughs> you talking about um, Jim Cramer? No, Kramer is like he's kind of got that whole like soundboard, and he says bye, 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 and stuff. I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, I gotta find his name. Um, I just always call him the crypto Alex Jones, if I'm completely honest, because he literally goes on like when you hear him rant about our enemies, he goes fucking nuts, and I love it. He goes <laughs> my, I, I even knows like he goes <laughs> something along the lines of, and you know what, guys, if you're against Lunk, we will fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm like sitting there going, woo. Ooh, he's 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 that's the text in there. Yeah, well, their text. Like, um, so yeah, he. So you're saying that sometimes he goes off the rails and sort of like attacks the enemies of the lunk crowd. Yep. 
He really does, and it's so amazing and funny to hear. Like, Bit, you know he Bitcoin did well. that Alex Jones thing recently. That was very funny. Oh, uh, the one where he's like talking about Vitalik and all that shit. Like these, not Vitalik, uh, Coinbase and BlackRock. Yeah, like, these guys are evil, and I like, went mad. Didn't are, are you talking about Dave Ramsey? Yes, Dave Ramsey. Yes, Caleb. Thank you. That's who I'm talking about. He sounds like D- Diamond Hands equals Dame Dave Ramsey of the Luna Classic community. I wish I knew who you guys were talking about, but I don't really watch anything. That is, I don't watch that is really funny. I just listen right. to Spaces. I listen to Twitter Spaces. That's all I consume. It's I think you need to join Mr. Diamond Hand Space then, because it's absolutely brilliant. He gets it going, he, you know, he gets that drive going, and that's what we need, guys. That's what we need. We need to keep going. We need uplifting all the time, and it's brilliant. And we get out there, we search, we do what we can, we tweet, whatever we do, we're all doing a part, aren't we? Yeah, rock on, man. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we should have like the Church of Lunk eventually as a formal institution. Yeah, I, I just want to address some some ongoing tension. Lunk community, I noticed that you said uh, positive people and you mentioned uh, you mentioned Ivan, you mentioned Demon Monkey, and you mentioned Diamond Hands. Why did you not mention Chugga Boom, who's up here on the speakers panel? Oh, we don't like Chugga. Um he's uh outperformed us ab wise and uh you know we all have uh auditioned for the swimsuit model and uh he has beat us and now uh we have nothing but hate for him do you see how this could hurt chugga's feelings it's unfortunate but uh it's just the way it's got to be um, There's nothing I'm wrong with you. Um, it's a guy. He seems a good lad. This just takes me back to Bruce's. I'm too beautiful. Everybody hates me, space. Well, I think you need a, a, a well-rounded group of people. You need the the evangelists, the the kind of the church people. You need the technical people, um, but you also need the handsome jocks and the bodybuilders. I think without any one group of people, it all falls apart. So I think you it's guys need friend. to embrace. More. Coach, I'm also technical. You do realize I've worked as an IT specialist for like ten years, right? <laughs> so I am I'm part of that technical group. No, you're 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 just a piece of meat, but that has value too. Fine, I'll just accept my fate. Hey, Chugger, are you still walking that dog around uh, in hopes of getting the girl? I'm just oh, kind of curious. Off. It was a one-time thing. <laughs> So the the secret uh, is to have a dog, Z. Is that correct? Do women respond to men with dogs? Yeah, but it depends on the type of dog. Because um, like animals, the animal that you choose to walk is that it represents you. So like if there's a guy walking like a weird little pug, that means that he is extremely uh, beta. Like he's a beta male. He's uh he's not gonna make it probably he's probably like in his pockets there's probably loads of scrunched up little balls of like old napkins that he never chucked away from meals like greasy meals that he had weeks ago and he doesn't even have his life together enough to like throw them away so you've really got to be careful about the dog you choose um but other than that yeah it's a good sign Mm. so you would suggest that like the luna classic community men they have a dog that represents their personality or should the dog like be chosen to reflect 
maybe a, a, a more impressive manliness than they really have? Like, what do you think? Like, well, I would say it depends on like what part of the community you're in. So, like, you know, if you're like, if you're like a developer sort of guy, you want like a, oh, what are they called? Maybe like a greyhound. Uh, you you want them all to be cool dogs, but like you know, if you're like a piece of meat like Chugger, then you can be I don't know like golden retriever, like that kind of Hang stupid. about having a husky? Because that's that's the dog that like that's my go-to dog is a husky. Oh yeah, you're right. You can be a husky. You can be a husky. Um, oh, I've got um, different kind of eyes, so technically I've already got the husky uh, part like reflects me. So yeah, I got heterochromia. So uh, boom. You know something right. though, uh, Bruce. Prior to this year. I haven't used the word community this much in my entire fucking life. Seriously. <laughs> like, what is a community? How about like, I don't know, like a cult or a club or maybe like, um, I don't know, a company or something. But like community just seems like uh, I'm part of like some sort of like, uh, I don't know. Community sounds like an alcoholic. Anonymous. Yeah, it's like an mm-hmm. AA meeting or something. <laughs> like it's some kind of. It has some inherent lameness to it. The word. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Z, you have exactly hit what I'm saying here. There's an inherent lameness to the word. So, Z, what would you like to rebrand it to then, so that it's not lame? Uh like I'm thinking of some cool animal words. Um, a pack. A pack and everyone's a werewolf and everyone has werewolf profile pictures and like mm-hmm. yeah we all run together we're all werewolves is that okay no i think it's lame personally but each of their own all right you know what i guess every possible word for a group of people has been used at length like to the extreme so i'm not sure but community just seems gay to me something's wrong like i'm part of the like I'm part of the gay community or I'm part of the, um, I don't know, like what, like it just seems weak to me. What about herd? What about we're just all one herd? And that, that implies that we're sort of mindless, um, idiots following around. Like sheep. Well, yeah, minute. exactly. Ele- sheep elephants. elephants. There's a herd of elephants and elephants are one of the smartest creatures out there. Yeah, well, elephants are really fat. Do you want to be fat? You make a valid point. Yeah, I'll be careful. Why are you guys talking about this kind of stuff? It's a waste of my time. I'm here to build utility on the Lunk blockchain. Stop with this fucking animal talk. This weird... I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, man. But I'm here to save the day. How are you going to save the day, Bruce? Tell us. To start with, stop fucking around with this animal talk, man. Otherwise, I'm going to leave and join Diamond Hands of Space. Oh. <laughs> hey, Vargas, what's happening? Just, just got done eating some steak. Listen about herds and weird English bullshit. Excuse me. So, Vargas, do you prefer to be part of a community or a cult? How about a group? The Lunk Group? No, that's stupid. I've always thought. Uh, yeah. How about a? No, let's look at some synonyms: association, body, club, crowd, band, class, company, faction. How about the Lunk faction? What about the Lunk Dow? You like the Lunk Dow? 
Isn't somebody already lumped out? I think what I do is pretty cool, right? To make everyone a CEO. Like, that's at least funny. That's at least like, yeah, I'm the CEO. I'm the CEO. Who's guilty of the crime? I am. I'm the CEO of Langtao. You know what I mean? It's like a kind of I'm Spartacus thing going on um, and just funny. I, I've always seen the idea of community as a kind of one of those, I don't know, like a crude narrative that is used to try and entice people into joining. Like, yeah, over here at Lunk, we have the strongest community. Like, we have the, we have the, the strongest tight-knit community. Everything is the community. You know, other other chains might have technology, they might have utility, they might have apps, but we have the power of the community. We have the community to join us. We have the community. It's like some weird, I don't know. It's, it's like just say it over and over and I over again. Are we in a diamond hand space? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, I, it sounds like, like the Luke Bible has came out now. And, you know, I was just trying to figure out how the fuck coach bruce froze himself and you know now now i'm being preached to i i I think i might have to leave i I, it's a possibility i'm not sure yet and i'm still trying Mm -hmm. to decide i might i I might do a poll it's a funny i like it though it's like community it's like this this kind of ethereal thing held up in the air like almost like a religious symbol you know know it's funny though uh bruce everyone says the same thing so if you go to some new nft project you go to anything you go to any space regarding anything and they'll say things like yeah we're we're like a great community there are funny people there are girls that actually show up here like this is the standard mantra of all of these places yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like an emergent, it's one of those like very, there are often these very crude emergent narratives that are common to all groups, right? And it's like just, it's just what humans do when they're kind of together. And, and it's like you look around as well, like, hey, where is this community? You look around, you see like some guy who invested a day ago, <laughs> like from a different country you never spoken to. You look on Twitter, it's like people arguing, hang on a minute, like where where is this thing? Oh, well, I guess it's in spaces kind of with this preacher or something. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit funny to me. Um, How about uh, Coach Luke Wranglers? Sounds pretty tough to me. Oh, the Wranglers? Some sort of like Coach, term. Coach Luke Wranglers. That makes me feel really sick. And I think it would make all of the other women um, in the Lunk community feel really sick as well. And that would lead to a mass exodus of all people with XX chromosomes from it, which would then detract a lot of um, people from foreign countries who aren't who just like put money in, and they sell their cows and they trade their hut for the smaller hut and they put all the rest in lunk. Those people they wouldn't join anymore if it wasn't for like the other women here. So you've got to be really careful with how you do it, Vargas. All right, just watch your mouth. All right, noted. Vargas, in your uh, in your profile or whatever, how come it says male? Like what? Like what's the purpose of that? Because I'm primal. Is it is it because like your voice is somehow confused for not being male or what? Like what's the reason to write that? I'm I'm primal. I used to get phone calls. Um, like, you know, when I was uh, younger, I'd get phone calls. And uh, for some reason, the people at the other end, uh, like, I don't know, uh, kind of like for official phone calls and things, for some reason, they would think I was a woman. I, I don't know if I sound like a woman or not, but no. they'd say, yes, ma'am, at the end of the discussion. 
<laughs> so, I can't. That's, that's quite funny. I don't know. Do you have a different phone voice, like off spaces? No, I think maybe. I think maybe it's just got deeper over time. Maybe was it pre-puberty or high school? Uh, no, like you know, college. Like maybe when I was in my twenties, early twenties. I think uh, that would happen not infrequently. Oh, okay. I, I just thought you took coach's uh, voice therapy. Like he, tra- thought he obviously trained himself to have a more masculine voice. I just thought he obviously inspired you to do the same. And, uh... I start talking like a woman. I actually sound like maybe Mickey Mouse. I think. Hi, I'm Mickey. Well, yes. men men can do the falsetto better than the women. There's an undoubtable um, just Sefi Sefi voice in everything you do. I think uh, was it Bruce that said that before. And when we did. Uh, you did an accent. I can't remember what it was recently, but it was the same again. And I was just laughing because of that. Yeah, this, he has no ability to disguise himself. He also has no ability to do any other emotions. Like when, when he tells a story and he acts as if he's angry or something, it's like clearly just exactly the same. There's no real anger there. <laughs> and also when it's like uh, Arabic or Chinese Sefi, it's like just, it's still Sefi. Like no, happening? I'd be a terrible fucking actor. No way. Right. Just like the only thing I can act like is myself. It's almost pointless. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. One, one mode. It's like you've, you've overdeveloped certain parts of yourself, but this one has just like been left behind somewhere. Very drab. Must be from the Midwest. It's not your, um, like you're very creative, but it's not your, I don't know. It's like, the the stepping into a new accent or a new character or something like that <laughs> you can't really do it because <laughs> it's i don't know it's always the sefi shines through it's like too overpowering um i don't know I, you need to hear yourself though because like from from our ears it's like um normal sefi and then sefi tries to, to be angry and it's like just still sefi exactly the same well my voice carries a, a lot so even normally so if I try to sound angry by just raising my voice, it's like I'm screaming or something, right? It's I've got to I've got to normally tone my voice down because it carries so far. To be fair, sarcastic Sefi is kind of a thing. Like when he when someone says something like utterly ridiculous, he doesn't agree with. He's got his classic cast phase. You're like, well, um, yeah. So uh, moving on, and he does kind of like I don't know, augment his voice just a bit at that point, and you can hear the sarcasm. I don't think anyone else has ever experienced that, Chugs. It's just you. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me hearing things. Maybe I'm hearing what I want to hear. But like, uh, when no, it's Steffi, all in your head, Chugs. Uh, uh, Bikram, how how is it going there in like, India or wherever you are? It's absolutely fine. Bikram, how how do you feel about the Luna Classic community today? Uh... I I uh, I don't know. <clears throat> it's like something like war or something like that. But we need utility. I have a plan. Like you know, do you, you have many ex girlfriends? So some kind of only fan type of stuff. So we can pay LUNC and see some naked women. This kind of thing will really work. Well, at least you have a, at least some modicum of a plan that will make some fucking money. Because I haven't heard any plan yet uh, that's any better than that, quite honestly. 
Uh, I, I believe in the plan I suggested. Lazy plan. Upgrade the chain. Fucking plagiarize. Steal all the fucking apps. Fork them over or just, you know, get them to make them in a day. And then you suddenly have like 300 fucking apps. Like all of that. You know those emergency grants, Seppi? Like all of that fucking money that was spent making the apps on, on Terra 2. Just you're stealing them all for free. And that's good for the app creators. That's good for Lunk. That's good for everyone. Um, and you can also connect them ideally. Ideally, there'd be like Lunk slash Lunar Markets and stuff like that. I guess there is because you have the like some wrapped wormhole Lunk or something like that. But um, just just make it as easy as possible. Steal everything. Steal because you can take the the value of the builders without actually having them on the chain um, and without embracing Doquan in any way. You just literally steal it all. You know, I was hoping to hear from uh, like there's some folks here that like. I don't know, like Claire Delunk and um, some folks in the audience that I've seen around um, over the past like few months, but we haven't had a chance to like hear from them. Like, what good is a community if you don't even know who they are, right? Like, yeah, people just can hop up and say hello <laughs> to a little collective community uh, cult, whatever you want to call it, right? Oh, collective is nice. Um, yeah, I literally yeah. thought the same thing. Yeah, collective, and it resonated with me for some reason. The collective. I like um, animal terms like the hive or the burrow or like something like that. It's I don't know something more kind of intimate, like creatures in a nest or something. Like the warm burrow, the world. I do like nest. The lunk nest. The lunk um, nest monster. So <laughs> well played, Zavi. Well played. <laughs> that tickled me. Sefi, why did you just tickle Chugs? Do you not think that's a little bit inappropriate? Mm. Uh, oh. he, was, he was testing my cough. I also think all of the all of the differences between the Lunk and the Lunar community should be uh, kind of emphasized and exaggerated. Uh, one of them, like I, I kind of realized at the start when all of the, <laughs> the really stupid like meme coiners came in, was like Luna is is big brains, small hearts, and Lunk is like big hearts, small brains. I think that's quite a nice way to, to, to kind of caricature it. But um, I think in future, it should just be kind of stretched in different directions. Like different aspects should be emphasized, even if we have the same stuff. Um, it's it's yeah, kind we're, of a we're funny idea. Not, we're not utilizing the, the, like this idea of the moon, where usually there's a light side and a dark side, right? The, the, um, that's a common sort of like theme with like moon stuff and we like the we never did that with luna except yeah. with the little moon signs that we had like when the price is going down you show the darker side of the moon and when yeah. it's going up you show the brighter side but like i don't know there has to be something uh and now it's weird because like the logos are wrong like the the original luna classic the original luna logo is with classic and then this like i guess fireball logo right is with the Lu luna and actually it's the Luna Classic is the one that's burning now and not the, like, I don't know. The whole thing is just a mess. I don't know what happened. I don't know. For, for now, though, for now, like, we can always burn Luna too as well. Because um, learn, from, learn from what's happened, right? Like, for instance, Luna 2 steals the burn narrative and Lunk steals the apps. We just cross-contaminate. Because both, both, both communities, both uh, pools of people have something going for them, right? And and clearly, uh, I'll give you another idea of something the Lung community would, should steal is uh, Chugga Boom. Were you here for the original Luna or have you come afterwards? Are you like a, a faker? 
I'm a faker. I'll be honest. I came. Uh, I, I I didn't even right. know about it. I was just fucking around converting tokens, and then like all this news about Luna came out, and I was just like, oh okay, hang on, let's have a look. And uh, yeah, I just popped in, okay. and uh, yeah. okay. But here's here's one of the interesting things, Chugga Boom. When when Luna was in its heyday, when it was uh, about a hundred dollars. Um, there was a very expensive deal, a deal for $40 million forged with the national, uh, the Washington national baseball team, a five-year deal whereby, um, you know, it's one of these big American baseball teams and their, their stadium and their clubhouse is all now Lunar Terra themed. And that still happens. If you look up the Washington nationals on Twitter and you scroll down their media page, you'll see little clips. And in those clips, it'll say Terra Luna, Terra Luna, Terra Luna. One thing that the Lunk community hasn't done is adopted that. Um, and I think they would, because one of the interesting things about the past is that when the, the Terra Luna original community uh, got this deal, they're just fucking nerds. Like they never cared about it um, and they didn't use it at all because they, they've never done like a single bit of sport or exercise in their fucking lives. They've got no idea how to play baseball. Uh, but I think for the Lunk community, they could easily adopt this and run with it. You know, they could start posting Lunk on all the baseball shit. They could teach the the baseball fans about Lunk because they also probably have an average of about 80 IQ. I think there's going to be like a major cross-contamination there. Um, they could take it. It's one of the most, uh, one of the untapped values, this $40 million marketing spend that happened in the past that lasts for five years that nobody knows about. I mean, I think the issue here is we're not lunar anymore. We're lunk. Uh, and so technically, wouldn't lunar inherit that, in theory? Nope. No, no. It's just it's just <laughs> advertising with, with, Luna, with Terra on it. And, and uh, I think it just says Terra on it. Terra money, the future of money. <laughs> like that. That's not lunk, though. Terra money of basically telling us to go fuck ourselves. It's easy to modify. It's just, it's like yeah, a you're overthinking this. <laughs> you just simply co-opt it. That's all. Jesus, man! Like, like, like who gives a shit? I can tell you're never going to get rich, uh, Chugs, with this attitude. You're thinking like <laughs> poverty. Like, if there was a young Richard Branson, a ten-year-old Richard Branson, or Elon Musk or something, he would say that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, like we can change that modify it to lunk i'm sure there's a way to fix it i'm sure there's a way to to make it in alignment with the community i'm sure having a five-year advertising deal with someone gives a degree of flexibility da, da, da. he would go like that he wouldn't say these negative bullshits man this is why you're going to stay poor yeah <laughs> you, that's it for the you rest win of the you win when you can get doquan to say all right um the luna classic community is truly better than the luna community you guys win right like that's how you know you've done it right I just want to let you know I'm a little bit upset because, uh, you know, you made us shut the fuck up about animals and then you start talking about animals again. And I, I, I just find that quite rude. Yeah, that paradox, that, that was not lost on me either, Ivan. Yeah, explain yourself, Bruce. Are you off your meds today? Yeah, I think, I think the, the capacity to be a hypocrite and get away with it is the ultimate source of power. The ultimate sign of power. It. You didn't get away with it, Coach. You had two people call you out. Shut the fuck up. But also, nothing has happened to like me. To I'm, I'm still here. I'm still the co-host. I haven't been ejected from my position. I'm like a politician who can fuck his secretary and nothing can happen. He's untouchable. I'm going to try and stretch the limits of my hypocrisy until you're all so outraged you leave and I'm just left here alone in my throne of power.
I, I want to put a proposal forward, Seffi. I, I, I think we need to freeze this motherfucker again. He is way out of line. Nothing seems to get past Ivan, though. He notices the, uh, like, you, you cannot connive Ivan. That's all I'm saying here. He's here to keep you uh, straight on the straight and narrow. I thought you guys were here to save us. Save us. Oh, man. Wait, what are we saving again? The loot community. No, 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 no. Uh, you guys have to save yourselves. It's called the Lunk Collective, right? The Collective. Yeah, we all we all like lift each other up uh, by our individual actions because we like are. That. Yeah, we are uh, like uh, a Web three decentralized finance um, liberated group of people. Like, I don't need Vargas telling me what to do, and Vargas doesn't need me telling. Uh, like him what to do, right? It's just simply a, like, everyone just does where the fuck they want, and it all goes up from there, right? You know what I think one of the main problems is, or one of the main uh, risks of this little lung community, I think one of the main risks is that the... the collective. Collective. All right, the general body of people, the, the, the mass of people on Twitter and Telegram, the risk is that they're going to frighten away uh, all of the smart and creative people. Like the amount of fucking abuse I've got on Twitter, man. Like, oh, you're the you're the reason the price is going down. Uh, you're immature. You're this. You're that. Like, you 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 running you're running and all these like uh, accounts with like five followers comment on my shit. They're like, learn how to run social media properly. And I'm like, hang on a minute. You've got five followers and I've got a hundred and one thousand. Don't you think that maybe I know a little bit more about social media than you? Um, but like all all like honestly, when I scroll down my comments. 50% of them are just the, the, the biggest bullshit and cynicism and like, oh, Lunky's, Lunky's going down. You lied to me. You did this. You're the reason. You're, you Be more mature. Um, and when I look on like Terror Rebels posts, it's the same. When I look on a lot of influence posts, it's the same. Like if you want to frighten away uh, all of the good and creative people in Lunk, then, then just carry on with that. Uh, I, I think it could be easily. And I also think that the future of Lunk in many ways depends on the the collective or the community's ability to listen to the smart and creative people. Um, because I don't think it, it, I think it would be easy for the mass of people to start to be suspicious and to start to doubt and to start to kind of witch hunt people and blame them for losses and things like that when they actually have the best intentions. I think you're my new best friend. That's what I think. I, I, are we making any uh, further developments on possibly saving the children? Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Mm. Luke will save everybody. Luke will Wait, save them. Well, hang on, Ivan. Are we talking about the hit squad or the kidnap the kidnapping hit squad from like months ago? Because I think the proposition failed. Uh, not enough validators voted on it. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going towards. Um, Maybe uh, we should uh, possibly uh, do uh, somewhere in the realm of 35 new proposals, and then we can uh, go ahead and uh, execute that. Sefi, I was just thinking back. Do you want to know a funny thing as well? Um, you still here? Yeah, go ahead. One of the funny things is when I first joined the original Lunar community, I got a horrible backlash. Um, like I, I joined the, the community and I think I started saying shit like, 
um, Luna is just for example, like Luna is now five five dollars. So you know, I, I've raised my value as a man enough that I'm probably going to dump my girlfriend because I had that girlfriend at three dollars. Um, and you know, now that now that Luna is five dollars, my net worth has gone up like forty percent. So I can now start to look for new girls. I was posting stuff like that, and and uh, there was enormous amount of horrible reaction. Like you know that Nicholas Flamel guy, he blocked me immediately. Uh, a load of the the influencers, like with 10k plus followers, blocked me immediately. People started commenting stuff on my tweets, like this makes Luna look really bad. <laughs> if a new investor comes here and they see this, they're not going to want to invest. Like they were having these weird fucking reactions to my humor posts. I don't um, think I, I don't think I ever reacted this way. Uh, like I don't no, you think were fine. I, I don't think I ever did. <laughs> but you you probably saw people react that way, right? Like the the kind oh, of yeah, strange. of course. Of course, like it, yeah. It, but it's interesting how, and I, I, I don't know, not to be arrogant, but I consider myself kind of quite funny and, and uh, quite good at business and creativity and that kind of stuff and marketing and whatever. It was quite interesting to see someone like me appear and, and maybe bring a different energy to the community that could help it um, in many ways and, and feel that like the kind of weird nerd antagonism. Um, like it's interesting how... General well, community. superficially on t t Twitter, though, it's hard to tell what people's motives are exactly, right? Because um, there's all sorts of just just tr simple trolls too, like that just don't like a certain blockchain or whatever. Like maybe Bitcoin maxis, this, that, and the other thing. So there's always like some sort of trolls. So you have to like it takes a while to sort of get used to somebody. I think. It's also, um, but like, uh, it, I found it interesting. Like if I had been less. Um, I don't know, less uh, thick-skinned or immune to this stuff, I could have easily just left. You know what I mean? It's, it's quite interesting how when a smart or creative person comes to the community or a funny person or whatever, um, there is always, always like a massive backlash against them. Um, and you see this with, with terror rebels as well. Like whenever they propose an idea or somebody writes a proposal um, and it's quite well thought out and intelligent, you will have people commenting like, oh, that guy works for a hedge fund. Um, that guy, you know, he's been making secret deals behind the scenes. I don't trust that guy. Da, da, da. It, it's quite interesting, like how the, the mass of people can easily push those people away. Uh, a community needs to be careful about this stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, a little feature I noticed, too, is that like, OK, um, so if you look across crypto now, right, with, you know, uh, prices down and everyone depressed, this and that. Um, the amount of like engagement by the people that were sort of like the pumper crowd or whatever you want to call it, like the influencer pumpers, whatever you want to say, right? Like that crowd sort of like really, really died down to the extent that like I could make one post about some random coin, right? And I'm listed on the top 10 list of people influencing this coin. I'm like, where did all of the people go that were previously there pumping this thing or whatever, right? Like, it's, I, I actually consider it as kind of embarrassing if some tweet I do is somehow the top of the list on something. There's almost no engagement on it, too, by the way. And, uh, like, all of the original crowd just disappears. So, like, when people say, yeah, we're the community and we're going to do this and we're going to do that long term, I'm like, all right, prove it to me long term. Um, I've watched this shit go down the last couple of years and like the community definitely disappears 
when time, a lot of the community disappears when times are tough. No question about it. Like they just like just abandon the whole thing. It's really funny. No, you're, you're putting yourself down, Sefi. You, you are now regarded as one of crypto Twitter's biggest pumpers of gems, one of the biggest hidden gem finders. You find the gems in the dirt. You look in the dirt and you find the sparkling uh, gems and altcoins that are going to pump 1,000x by the time Bitcoin reaches $100,000. You're there digging in the dirt all the fucking time, man. All this time you spend on crypto Twitter, all these people you speak to, you are the, the mole of crypto Twitter, digging in the dirt, making in the burrows, finding the hidden gems all through the dirt. Um, you are the man. That's why everyone looks to you now. Everyone looks to you at the biggest... I don't do any of that shit. No, no, man. You're the Bro, biggest... That's- you're the biggest altcoin pumper and gem finder on crypto twitter everyone respects you you're the new bitcoin bitboy bitboy is falling apart he's mentally ill man but you are here to replace him you are the ultimate crypto mole no 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 no. so you're saying like bitboy has has resurrected now everyone likes bitboy even though like he's like he's like the alex jones of crypto now yeah but he's mentally ill do you want to support a man that's mentally ill aren't you you encourages didn't we already have this conversation yesterday We are very acceptive of mentally ill people here. That's the whole point of Langdao community. Oh, all right, cool. I just found out that um, seashells exist that have, they look like someone super glued a bunch of tiny seashells to a big one. Um, And they're real. Please do not try and derail the conversation. You need to apologize to this man for mocking mental illness. Yeah, it's actually mental awareness month. I'm sorry that you're mentally ill. I forgive you. We have a saying in Langdao. We have a saying in Langdao. If you're not mentally ill before you join, you will be after you join. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not mean. I'm yeah, just retarded, so I forgive you. Uh, I'm bugging out in a minute. But, Kerry, did, uh, and this is obviously going back to something serious, did Duncan reach out to you about you basically engaging with Terror Rebels so that you can be like the middleman and the marketing guy? Because that's basically what was insinuated. Um, maybe I don't know. On the lockdown account. All right, I'll read it. I'll read it. He he sent me some nice pictures of him in a dress and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, okay, Fair no, it's just obviously you would be the best candidate for it. Let's be realistic. Like like you said, you bring a different energy to it, and I think yeah, that kind of needs that diffuse situation. I think maybe use somebody like the Diamond Hands guy, who is willing to be on spaces for like eight hours a day. That's like a mega evangelist. I'm like the guy who probably has uh, maybe a clearer vision of things and I can kind of be objective and businessy. And, but I'm also the guy who loves like novelty and doing a lot of things. I'm not going to be sitting here like 16 hours a day thinking about Lung, talking about Lung and Lung to one dollar all the time. You need a guy like Diamond Hands, I think, who's going to be like happy being obsessed with it all day, every day for 10 years. That's like your fucking, pa- that's like your church pastor guy. That's the marketing force. Me, I'm just going to be like, I'll do it for an hour, but then I'll be like, you know, I'll be getting my little spoon out and doing an archaeological dig. I'll be <laughs> girls. I can imagine you being like this. Yeah, Lunk is amazing. And then like the next hour, fuck Lunk. Fuck you. Like, nah. This is straight from Terror Rebel's mouth, like just taking the piss out of like everything. Nah. And... But I like, to, I like to do a lot of things. Like I run like four different businesses, Chugs. So it's like, I don't know. I've always been a bit of a novelty person. Um, and someone, someone like Diamond Hands is like the, I don't know. He's like the evangelist, the fundamentalist. He can talk about Lunk for hours and hours and hours and hours and never, ever get bored. It's those guys who are the real power things. Uh, Sefi was that guy in the Luna, in the last Luna. He was doing 16-hour spaces every day (laughs) without fail. 
Um, it's why he has so many followers, Chugs. Look at, look at Sefi's followers, Chugs. Do you know how he got those? He got those doing 16-hour lunar spaces every day for a year. They weren't 16 hours. Sorry, but they were long. They were long. <laughs> but no, I'll read his messages. I just don't have like an enormous amount of time. Um, you know, I don't have time left after all of these spaces. You know what I mean, Chugs? Yeah, no, I, I do get you. I do get you. I just, yeah, I, as much as I love Diamond Hands, and I do, I just think he's too, I, I don't know, he, he's too full on with it, whereas you'd bring a different dynamic to, you know, the whole situation that would keep it more interesting than serious, if that makes sense. Yeah, the thing about me as well as a, as a person is I'm somewhat polarizing. Like, I don't give a fuck uh, to be liked. And a lot of the time you need more of a populist voice. Uh, you need a guy who's just going to like make 80, make 90% of people like very happy. And, and uh, even if it's kind of dumb and agreeable or whatever, me, I'm like, I don't know, a significant portion will have a, an emotional reaction to me and explode and block me and go away. Um, and the other, the other half will love me, but I, I don't know if that's correct for like the and There's also a difference. Like if it's entertaining because you're doing it for fun, it's one thing. When you turn it into a job, it's just a different thing. Then there's like obligations. There's like certain, yeah, you, know, you have to have a schedule and all this other bullshit. And I don't know. Yeah, I like I like having no. I don't know. There's no. There's nothing above me. It's just like so long as it stays fun, and so long as I can do it in a fun way and just follow my own joy and stuff like that, then the the best you know the better it is. Um, and that way, it's more sustainable for me as well. Like you, you see, a lot of people lose their drive. You, you know, when you look at like, I don't know, for example, YouTube creators or something like that, when their audience starts to expect a certain thing from them, you can see them burn out over time. And it, I think it's like the struggle of any creative as well. Um, over time, if, they, if there's like some expectation or maybe some employment by someone or their fans have come to expect something or something like that, they, just, they will just burn out over time. Nobody can sustain it for long. Um, so for me, it's like, it's, it's got to be my own joy. It's got to be led by fun and, and humor and entertainment. And it's got to be whenever I feel like doing it. If it's anything else, then it's just going to be something I'd rather not do. Yeah, it's also uh, like the YouTube crowd. Uh, there's like people have asked me stuff like this, too. Why don't you do YouTube and why don't you do like podcasts, whatever the hell? I'm like, I don't know, this particular um, thing where it's like free form, you just fuck around, seems just more interesting. It's just kind of more. It doesn't feel like work, right? when you're doing production and you're trying to produce like graphics and shit for your YouTube channel, all that stuff takes a lot of time. It's a lot of work. And, um, it's like why a lot of those channels, like they get big, they've got like a separate person who's doing video and someone else is doing editing and all this other crap. It's a huge endeavor at some point. And then, then you're in it for the money. Cause like if once you're hiring people literally to run this shit, right, you need to be like making money to pay them. And then your content, um, you start like, you know, that's why these guys end up saying, wait, if we're going to cover this coin, why are we doing it for free? Let's see if we can get these people to pay us. And now you you have all these like, uh, you know, paid engagements and stuff like that. And it just becomes a whole business. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, yeah. This whole social media thing, you have to decide, are you in it to make money off it or not? And, you know, once you've made that choice, you just pit, you, you walk that path. You also many, have to identify your joy, right? Like, like for me, a lot of the joy is the the spontaneity, like the the spontaneous interaction in a group. Like, Sefi can say anything, Zara can say anything, Chugs can say anything. Like, what's going to happen moment to moment? I don't really know. It's like the, I don't know. It's the the unexpected, the the spontaneous, the 
the the sense of surprise and like we could go anywhere and, and say anything and any follow any little route or some crazy person could turn up in the space. Um, for me, a lot of the joy of it is the the interaction and the, the kind of spontaneous creativity in the moment and stuff like that. When it becomes something that is deeply planned or, um, yeah, as Sophie said, like more of a work thing, it's like a lot of the joy for me goes away. I think it's different for people, though, because people do do enjoy different things. A lot of people do enjoy just working solo at a project um, for a long period and producing something after a lot of work. Uh, for me, I prefer to operate more more spontaneously. How many hours you guys think you guys put in a day? Because I get up middle night, take a piss, you guys are on. I get up in the morning before I go to work, you guys are on. Well, there's times when I'm like driving to work or like, um, like you know, have to go run because of work or something and then come back or just depends on the day. Just whatever is fun. Like it, I try not to make it like, um, you know, like interfere with stuff I have to do and things like that. But yeah, for, for me, I'm often doing things as well. Like I'll be messing with my, my grid bots or training or something or whatever in the background and then uh, kind of half aware of the, the space. And then if I'm, if the, like something interests me or a topic gets me back in tune, then I'll like be fully focused on it. But it's you know, too, like, Bruce, nice it's, you know, it's different about doing like a channel or something. Um, it's actually like, let's say comedy, for example, or just like some of the spontaneous funny shit that happens on a spaces. It happens because you're sort of riffing off people, right? People bring something that it spurs something and you say something, whatever, right? But when you try to plan out like a video or something, mm, you have like an agenda Unless you're really, really a natural like stand-up comedian type individual, it tends to be fairly dry. Like it's hard to make, um, I don't know, like a crypto-related video or something particularly funny. Mm, it gets kind of boring after a while, and then you just get caught up in the production and the video. You know, like showing graphs of things and whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, just having kind of. But at the same time, if you try to do like group. Uh, type things where you have let's say how you know how like some videos will have like two three four people if you if it's a group of people you don't know well enough um yeah i think it, it doesn't go well either because like nobody knows um i don't know like the, the you just don't know what the vibe is yet right it takes it takes hours and hours to sort that out and you know you don't know like how long the average person that's in your little uh, debate or whatever you want to call it on YouTube takes to sort of sort out what they want to say. It's easy for one person to sort of like, I don't know, take over the discussion. Cause you know, like, you know, I like to hear myself talk or whatever. Mm, there's, and I don't know, it just doesn't, uh, it's not as, um, it's not as spontaneous as this for some reason. Not, not only that, but like when you're on video on YouTube, you're worried about other shit. Like, wait, how do I look? Or, you know, people are worried about all these sort of like superfluous things. Um, yeah, it's it's just very different. Um, like that's why a lot of YouTube channels just kind of suck, right? Like they get boring after a while. You like people don't go back to them. Um, it's hard mm -hmm. to produce like constant, really good content or whatever it is. I think Spaces is really nice. It's like a, I don't know, like a midpoint. Like it's spontaneous and group level, but you're also not very worried about being doxxed or something. You're not you're not too worried about many things. And you also don't have to perform 24-7 unless you want run one of those like radio show, uh, like radio show type spaces like Diamond Hands does, right? Where he just kind of acts like the radio host and then asks people questions, but then he's back to him and his little speech or whatever. It's a bit different. But here it's like I can I can disappear for five minutes, I can have a pee, 
I can work on my little things for a while and then pop back in. It's like a nice, I don't know, it's like a nice medium where you have the the low pressure aspect and the creative aspect. And I don't know, it's just fun. It's nice. I really like it. I can understand why Twitter has tried to make this the, the primary feature and put it at the top of the page and stuff. I find it funny when um, you click on people's profiles and it says Spaces host. <laughs> it's like they're a radio presenter and they like, uh, they really, they're committed to the grind. Oh yeah. Then you know they're a fucking awful person, man. You know, they're an ugly, ugly person, like at a soul level, a blackened mm-hmm. fucking horrible, um, I don't know, like worm heart. And like often uh, many of them also list their number of hours. Like um, they'll say hashtag Spaces host, uh, 10,000 hours. I've done it for 10,000 hours as if that's a credential or something. Then you join their space and it's like, so uh, what does everyone think about the the economy in the next six months? They'll be saying things like that. I don't know. It's just so fucking boring. It's like, I don't know. I, there are many, many of these people and they're all using it as a kind of a, a ladder enhancement thing, like networking and hoping to come across opportunities and like working the way up. It's where all those people like, remember that, that horrible fucking creature, Mary Beth and others were there. Did you meet her? <laughs> Yeah, Mary Beth. Um, I think she's a good woman. I think she's a good soul. That's your opinion. If I met her, I would push her in a hole of like a thousand fucking snakes, and I would watch them strip her fucking body of all the flesh, and she let would feel at home though. <laughs> yeah, she would. Uh, like, drag her. Or... You, you've been back a couple times. Sorry, ignored you. No worries. Safi, whatever happened to your uh, guild? Wait, what guild? The Lunk Guild? <laughs> oh, gosh. The late night spaces. I forgot who it was. It was like Crypto Kitties or, or, or whatnot. They were trying, their sole mission was to protect you and make sure you survive to form a guild, a barrier to fight the FUD around you. I don't know. We've had so many fucked up spaces. I have no idea which one that was. <laughs> That's like asking me to remember, like, I don't know, my childhood <laughs> or something. It's like, I don't know. You'd have to be more specific than that. <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall either. There was, there's a plethora, but uh, I do recall getting like DMs like, what the fuck? It's a cult. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Would you like to join? I will. Yeah, I, I will. Um, I'll push my spaces host influencer points just to sell, uh, you know, ticket spaces just for this guild. No, I do believe though, like the ultimate um, and final like uh, utility of crypto is actually uh, to form like a religion or cult. I'm working on it. You my, get it. I'm working on it. Yeah, Bruce is the, is working on it. So like, my dream will be fulfilled. This is also the function of humor. And um, a lot of the, the kind of polarizing things I say, it's to filter out the people who wouldn't make good cult members. It's to like prepare the ground, it's to prepare the soil, to, to kind of dig up and ready the soil and fertilize it and stuff like that. All of the kind of people who are likely to be dissidents and to, to be antagonistic to my rule uh, are being removed one by one with the power of humor, lighting. It's like it's, it's shining upon them. And if they squeal, I get rid of them. And all that will be left in the end is the obedient masses. I can control and do whatever I like with. 
We call that grooming, where you just give a little bit enough and show people a community that supports their mental uh, foibles. Then we rug pull them, but then we give them mercy and you know caring, love, you know, mommy issue, you know, feed to their hand, and they keep coming back for another. Mm, I don't know if it's that intentional, but yeah, something along those lines ends up happening by either intentionally or otherwise. Anyway, whatever. Did you when you when you were a young lad, Sefi, did you ever pay attention to people like Osho and uh, other kind of, you know, Osho Rajneesh and other like cult leaders and things like that? Do you ever mm. aware of them? I don't know. Not really. Mm. Like, you mean just um, no. No, what they were doing. It's quite interesting. No, I was like not really. Uh, I didn't pay attention at all to different like religious anything. Quite frankly, like, uh, like I don't know. Hmm. Well, I was, t- I was told by a palm reader one time, like, you know, like this palm reading thing. Um, so I was in a chemistry class uh, when I was at university. And um, there was this Chinese guy. Uh, he like, I don't know, you can barely understand him. He's like, I don't know, as far as I could t- tell, he was speaking Chinese. And uh, he's like, let me read your palm. I'm like, wait, what? You know how to read a palm? Remember we talked about this? Like, if you're a male and you know how to do these things. You're either really into it or you're gay. Well, this guy was really into it. Um, and he uh, like read my palm. He's like, one day you are going to, I foresee you have the lines on your palm to become like some sort of like um, religious leader or something like that. And I was like, oh, no way. Like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm in chemistry class. What the fuck are you talking about? This is analytical chemistry or whatever. Um, quantitative analysis chemistry and uh, and i didn't believe him at the time but now i'm like look look where we are now so maybe palm reading works i think so yeah i think so well uh what i was going to say Sophie, is one of the interesting things about many cults like the the osho cult i don't know if many of you are familiar with it big uh big indian kind of mm, well, he's a lot of things. Big Indian spiritual leader in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that kind of thing. Um, but one of the interesting things is that now with the Netflix documentaries and the, the like looking back historically, a lot of people consider him to be a cult leader in many ways, a bit nefarious uh, and manipulative and stuff. But I know many people who were in those cults. I've, I've talked to them in, in different meditation circles, you know, that when I lived as a, a Buddhist monk and stuff, I met many people who were in their, their 50s, 60s, 70s who were like lifelong spiritual seekers who've been in those cults. And all of them said that being in the, the Osho cult was the best and most fun time of their life, like by far. It, it was it, fully it, voluntary, right? <clears throat> there was no force. Like It was fucked up, but it was like fully voluntary. Well, even if there's no force, there are there are dynamics, there are judgments. You know, you can have cult cult dynamics often work with you. You can really, really, yeah. really high functioning, like really high performing um, video game guilds are the same exact thing. By the way, like the leader of our um, our group, who like um, this guy Alex, who went on to like work for World of Warcraft back when I like my EverQuest days, whatever the fuck. Like that couple of years, um, that guy was truly like a cult leader type individual almost. And we were actually at the top of the game and like, he'd have this all the same flack, like, Oh, you're a, you're a this, you're a that. And you're a, you're, you know, you're running the cult of uh, EverQuest or whatever. And, um, but uh, yeah, you're, but I exactly, I identify with this idea that like, yeah, it's like some of the most fun time you'll ever remember. 
it's interesting when you have a group of people that are so hardcore about something and you have a fairly charismatic, really tactical sort of leadership type person. Um, it really, really makes a big difference. Like, uh, like almost nothing yeah. else can, I, I haven't experienced like, uh, like maybe like the lunked out crowd is getting like maybe the closest that I've ever seen that kind of like, um, effect in terms of like, just, I don't know the, the experience being similar in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cult dynamics are interesting as well. Uh, there are a lot of interesting books. One of them is, um, I won't go into it, but it's, it's like the, one of the, what good book is called saints and psychopaths by Bill Hamilton about like the, how cults function and how, uh, people fall into them, how to distinguish between a good cult and a bad cult. There are loads of those books that are quite interesting. Um, but the, in terms of the good cults, people will frequently say they're the best experience of their lives. Um, and, and I guess now they can pop up anywhere, as you say, Sophie, even video games, it's the same some thing. Of them, some of them pop up for like, like these activists, right? These people that are into some specific, like, uh, maybe social activism, you know, I'm trying to save trans people or I'm trying to like, I don't know, whatever it is, like save the trees or something like you get a group of people that are really into that thing. It's, and it goes beyond just like a hobby or something, right? It's like, they're they've like drunk the kool-aid <laughs> the kool-aid the kool-aid drinker crowd of that particular group but then it goes one level beyond that which is even funnier um but yeah where, where they'll do like weird extremist shit like remember like those two girls that went and like wrecked that like van gogh painting or whatever in the museum and uh, you're like what are you doing like why like are you nuts you know so there is a certain level of freakishness at some point too i don't get it isn't it isn't it also like optics that it's just like a uh, kind of a plexiglass or whatever screen over the painting. So they, they seem as if they're wrecking a painting, but they're not really like nothing is actually happening. But at the same time, even if nothing's happening, it's not, it's not going to support their, their mission in any way. People are just going to associate them with being retards. Like <laughs> it makes no sense. Exactly. Well, the, um, the people that did that, <clears throat> those weird, like, uh, climate alarmist groups that are popping up like the woman that's like paying for that one with the paint at least over the painting it was like funded by like some oil baroness like one of the Getty heads like she's like raking in profit from oil and she just happens to be really anti-oil and is paying for all these retarded publicity stunts like I don't know I don't think I don't think anyone <laughs> Do you, um, you, you know what you guys missed um, I don't know if you like so when I when I first started doing a few of these spaces and um and, um, you know, this was like, um, like heavy COVID time and stuff like that. And I, I went on sort of like a discussion about vaccines and virus and stuff like this, because it's my area. And like, I know what I'm talking about. And remember when, uh, like Nacho Don, this like character on, uh, like Twitter who, who claims to be just living on a beach or something retired or something, he's like a Luna community character. He's kind of always inflammatory. But the funny thing is like, he completely lost his shit. Remember he was like, oh, you are this like pro vaccine whatever you're you're the the devil you are blah 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 and where are these new luna people coming from these motherfuckers like they are like pro vaccine and they're trying to get everyone like into a totalitarian regime like that kind of freaks on twitter just like are just just hilarious if you just hang out here long enough it's just very funny what if he's right he could be right they can all be right Right. This is one of my favorite questions. Also, like a girl, the girl is complaining to me, like, oh, he said that, she said that, 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 that. 
I'll be I'll be like look at them. I'll be very quiet and I'll look at them like kind of appreciating and nodding or something like yes yes I'm listening. And then I'll say to them when there's a pause I'll be like, what if they're right? Oh, remember when? Uh, so remember when the same guy he wanted to become like the the like on the one hand he's like you are like advocating for authority figures. We want a decentralized world, right? And then he went on to say that he wants to be the leader, the CEO of Mirror Protocol. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. That was the weirdest paradox. And the craziest thing about it was, yeah, the vaccine people are fucking crazy, right? Or the virus people, whoever, whatever. He had some narrative in his head. But then he goes, wait a minute. I'm going to become the CEO of Mirror Protocol. Mirror Protocol was fucked. It had no chance of survival long term. Like, it had no way to have, like, sustain itself. And he had no explanation for it, but he wanted to run that. I found it really ironic that, on the one hand, he didn't, like, sort of, like, centralized authorities telling him what to do. And then he became a centralized authority wanting to tell other people what to do. And he had no idea what the weaknesses of that protocol were. Like, it's just very, very funny. <laughs> just crazy stuff. These are like just people that just think they're smarter than they are kind of people, right? It's just very, it's, it's know, kind of man. irritating on one hand, but like on the other hand, it's like, uh, like, do you engage with them? Like, fuck it. I, I barely even like ex had like maybe a two tweet exchange with the guy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not, well, I'm not paying attention to this character. I don't know, man. Like if he had taken over mirror protocol, maybe we wouldn't have had the, the death spiral and you, you can't prove that it didn't happen that way because um as it happens people were pussies people uh they were kind of i don't know like slave beings and and uh would prefer being poor to being rich with his leadership um they let their own limited mindsets and their poverty mindsets get in the way of electing him as the ceo of mirror protocol and that's probably why a lot of this stuff happened if you trace it back um when the first signs of cracking happened in the lunar community it was really when the community rejected Don. Um, when they they rejected the the future leader of the new world, um, and nobody's going to tell me anything else. So looking back, you're saying that the community's ostracizing of Natchadon, um, which wasn't like nobody even gave a shit. Quite honestly, they just thought he was just inflammatory. Um, you're saying that um, him leaving or not staying on Twitter or whatever that led to the collapse. Mm. So who is the Nacho Don of today then? Is it, uh, who, who is it in the Luna Classic community? There's always a Nacho Don, right? Like, do you know who that, who would you say that would be today? In the Luna Classic community? Yeah. <sighs> I think it's more of a group level field. Uh, I think when the price goes down, it comes out of everyone almost. When the price, it's funny, when the price goes down, it's like, uh, when the price goes up, it's like, thank you, Lunkdao, thank you, Terra Rebels, da, da, da. When the price goes down, it's like... Um, so you're saying the Luna Classic community is a decentralized Web3 version of Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it's, it's also to do with that, that continuum effect, right? Like, all mental illness is a kind of exaggerated version of the, the baseline functioning of most people, um, except taken to the extreme. Except when you throw price action in the mix, you get mental illness in everyone as a kind of emergent phenomena of the whole group. Uh, so yeah, like it's whenever the price goes down, it's like, oh, terror rebels are screwing us over by making the deal with Neblio. Uh, oh, Lunk Dao, they're working with Do Kwon. They're in Do Kwon's pocket. Uh, Do Kwon's funding the whole thing. It is Do Kwon. It's like all this. It, it comes out big time. The conspiracy comes out. 
and the price goes back up, the price goes up like 25% again, and suddenly the conspiracy goes away. It's like very much um, an, kind of an ovulation cycle. You know, when a girl really loses it near her time of ovulation every month, you know, uh, something like that. It, it's, it's very much like an ovulation cycle tied to the price of lung. It's interesting. Yeah, price go up, everyone's euphoric. And when it goes down, everyone's upset and like wants to burn you at the stake. There's such a deep need for explanations. It's a very human thing. It's like almost nobody can accept the price is going down because it's the nature of crypto, the nature of prices, the nature of these, I don't know, massive swarms of people going in and out and whatever. They have to assign some reason, some certainty, like it is because of this, this person. Or one of the most common things is like the um, like some people on the exchanges, like big whales are manipulating the price or TFL is selling big amounts of lunk. You know, they waited until the price came up and they, they also funded lunk out. Don't forget BlackRock and Citadel or whatever. Yeah, but like... <laughs> but like it's like they're any, the new Nazis, right? In any community, there's this like price manipulation theory. Like I'm looking... Like you see these posts all the time. I'm looking at the charts and it's clear that this is being manipulated. Those motherfuckers, they're manipulating it. You know, maybe maybe TFL and Do Kwon funded lunk out to get the 10x off lunk and they only did that so they'd have exit liquidity, so they'd be able to sell their lunk. You know, it's it's clear the whales are manipulating this whole game. How do we, the retail investors, win when the whales are here manipulating the whole thing, using us as their exit liquidity? Like, there's no way to win. They're here and they they post little graphs and like show big sell orders and stuff. Like, look at this. This is the whales. Like, this was happening. If you trace it back, the last three days, the whales were buying here and then the whales sell here. They're using us. It's all manipulation. We can't win this thing. Yeah, this is classic uh, crypto chatter going back like a, like forever from the very beginning. Like literally, like that's like look. That just this sounds is, like sore loser chatter, to be honest. This is clear representation. Look at this. Yeah, the order book analysis is the most funny thing. Actually, when you're kind of an amateur, right? You'll go on like a Coinbase Pro or something. You'll see the order book and you'll think there's like meaning in that thing. Look, it's moving this way and that way. You zoom in, you zoom out. You see these orders, right? Oh, look at this. It appeared out of nowhere. Oh, they had a... They had an order to buy at this price. So I was going to buy at this price. But then they pulled their order. The price fell. And like, you know, and like the whole time it's like bots and whatever, just like sticking in orders in the Coinbase Pro APY. Like, and, you know, people are assigning like all these different meanings to every little thing that happens on there. Um, it's really totally amateur hour. Like, it's like people think you can assume all sorts of things out of these things. It's very funny. It's like it's a, it's a modern form of like, um, I don't know, either astrology or palm reading or whatever. It's it's they people want to find meaning. They're like, wait, I thought this was a good price. What happened? Mm -hmm. It went down after I bought. It must be because these guys, you know, pulled their limit orders or there's these new short positions opened up. And therefore, like and you know what? It's gotten to the point where I'm pretty sure they're following me. Like like it's, I've, I've had many conversations where it's like I'm pretty sure like, you know, people are watching like the maneuvers I'm making. And they're counter trading me. Like, yeah, you the people are counter trading your five hundred dollars or whatever. Get out, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen a lot. They're they're waiting until I buy just so they can fuck me over. Like it, it, there's a lot of that. Weird. Um one of the interesting things about the internet in general, I think, it, it's kind of this this flat earth phenomena. You know, if you like if you start believing something like the world is flat and then you specifically have this like emotional stance or psychological belief or something, and you start looking for evidence. 
you will find a fuckload of it, right? You, you, can, you can look around and find it again and again and again. It's like this thing. Um, if there's a basic sense that, that someone or the world or whatever is against you, you will find evidence for it more and more and more. Um, one of the interesting things about, I, I guess, like crypto and social media now and all of this, this constant information input of the internet and stuff is this, this, this ability to personalize everything. Um, to, to make everyone's, like, you can look at somebody's Twitter page and all of their tweets can seem to be about you. And you can look at a trading graph or something like that. And, and every fucking sell order can seem to target you, like, just to fuck with you. It, it's like one of the, the modern manifestations of mental illness. Um, a lot of the, a lot of, like, manifestations of mental illness are this, like, mass personalization, this sense of, of the me or, or, you know, me personally, I'm being targeted or, or personally attacked or others are thinking about me more than they are. You see this a great deal these days. Um, and uh, it's, like one of the, it's, it's like one of the primitive aspects of the human brain. It just does this. It personalizes things. But it's quite funny to see it kind of stretched out to these totally fucking impersonal kind of field phenomena of just like the general crypto market or the whole of social media or something. It's like this this dysfunctional tribal brain kind of trying to map reality, but the the information flow is just way too fucking big and way too impersonal. So when it makes it personal, it's like you have to be I don't know. It's 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 weirdly common. Do you remember I was saying this, Seppi? Like the amount of people who kind of lost it over my past projects, like Scorpion Dow and, and Lunk Dow and stuff, and developed theories that everything um, posted by people with that little scorpion emoji were like out to get them um, and stuff like that. It's quite funny. Uh, there's like a weird, a weird kind of rise of mass personalization. And I see this all the time as well. But there's also kind of a standard too. So like, for example, if a person is used to seeing like, like they tweet something on here and they're used to seeing maybe a reply every so often, or maybe they're used to seeing a reply, like, you know, a series of replies, like maybe a tweet they create is popular for some reason. Like, you know, you, you, how you like, some things are more interesting than others. Right. But if, if someone suddenly uh, post something to you and a half dozen people come and show up and post something also all of a sudden it feels like the entire internet is on your ass right like that's how it feels yeah. to people yeah that was also how the how the uh the ust short bots functioned right whenever anyone spoke positively or something like you got bombarded it's like this weird phenomena where if they can get there quickly within time and and post like five ten comments you feel like the the actual percentages of people who are negative or um, feeling this way is much bigger than they are. You can create these these really interesting effects where a person's individual perception of the actual situation is largely distorted by what arrives within time in a very proximate manner. It's it's a fascinating thing. No, oh, there's definitely a time effect. You definitely have more like you're more likely to believe something you heard right now compared to something that like you heard a week ago or something like that. Uh, you're more likely to act upon something you hear about right now, too, compared to something that you might have like put on the back burner, right? There's like it's like an immediacy effect, like almost why, like when you go to the supermarket, supermarket, um, you will have like all those little chocolates and things, you know, as you leave the impulse buying section because like they've got your attention right there, and it works pretty much. Like you're 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 much more likely to at least consider buying it. Or you're much more likely to actually buy something there, even regardless of price. Jayton, what's happening, man? You've been hanging out here, waiting to chat or something? Jetton, Jayton, I don't know how you say your name. No idea. Anyway, 
I think you pronounced it wrong. <clears throat> and you've really hurt his feelings. Jatan. Jatan, maybe. I don't know. It's actually Yetone. Jitan. Yetone. Hello, hello. My name is Yetan. Yetan. There we go. Hey, hey this is the first time uh, talking to your room, to your spaces. And uh, uh, I don't know how you go with the rules by queuing or. Uh, we don't really have rules. We're mostly morons here. So just say whatever you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, regarding, uh, actually, I wanted to connect it, but I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, regarding uh, the people uh, uh, would would uh, would want to find uh, answers for their uh, what they are doing in their lives. The tendency of superstitions is always there, right? Uh, Oh, if I do that, or maybe I should do that or something. Or regarding uh, if you lose coins or you earn coins, oh, I did that or that. And, you know, uh, you get manipulated by the speculators all the time. But the tendency of uh, speculating, uh, oh, sorry for um, uh, superstition, uh, there are people who are superstitious, even though they maybe are very wealthy or maybe are very successful in their lives, but sometimes they are uh, drawn by the superstition things in their lives. I just wanted to comment earlier that uh, uh, from you, That's uh, I wanted to get into it, but uh, sorry for uh, uh, it's not maybe uh, the time that uh, because you changed so many subjects and so many topics, you know, and uh, I you are just, absolutely uh, right, Yetzin. Uh, I mean, people are attention-seeking through approbations. That's that's kind of the situation that we we're talking about previously that Zara could probably uh, vouch for, is that we basically treat everyone in communities as dogs, but yet we, we feed them. We, we have to make sure that they're groomed to continue, uh, you know, being our liquidity. And at the time, we take it away, and then we give it back. Exactly, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, there are also there is a, a thing that I maybe I, I want to add on it that if you go in the core of the earth, right? If you if you go to any nation in the world, any any tribe, any village, any place. I'm not talking the the big. Uh, Metropoles like London and New York, and uh, you know, but I'm talking uh, anywhere. You might say even in the big cities, right? People uh, will live by their beliefs. It doesn't matter what kind of belief they have, right? They will have certain beliefs. Uh, maybe they will uh, worship a tree, or worship a cow, or worship uh, a god, or worship uh, whatever, right? But you cannot find a nation without belief, right? Because this is, a, I think that uh, uh, it connects. It connects uh, uh, maybe to find the meaning of life, to find the meaning what surround us, and things that uh, we are not sure what is uh, coming for us, right? You are. Uh, uh, maybe wishing to to gain uh, to to win a lottery ticket, right? 
millions of dollars or I don't know what kind of money, right? Because you are uncertain of things that will come to you tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll uh, uh, have a very beautiful job, a good wife, good husband, right? And uh, perfect uh, office and uh, perfect uh, friends, perfect community and laughing and stuff, right? Everybody uh, seeks what is the best, right? But not always you find the best. And sometimes you want to comfort, to make comfort yourself, to comfort yourself with... Uh, how you call it, uh, with the things that you view your world with your own mind, right? It's a complicated thing, you know, it's not a simple thing. This is what uh, sometimes I think people view things with their eyes, with their uh, radar or something like that. Sorry for... I, uh, I want to have a, a coffee at my tab and go ahead and read a lookbook which is also a coffee book on the 42 vectors, which is the meaning of life. Okay. Thank you for your time and uh, your uh, hospitality. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's the first time uh, actually getting into your spaces. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming, Jets. I have an uh, attention question because I wasn't updated on it. I see KT's in the chat and as a co-host. How did your friend do in the talent show? Was it like the singing competition? Uh, you told us that you were going for a psycho test to go on TV, but how did your friend do? Yeah, so we actually failed the psychoanalogy test. Um, we were clinically... Um, well, he is a psychopath and I'm a sociopath, so we actually weren't able to go on the show. Well, um, Jetin, I was going to ask you, um, so you said that there are people that believe certain things, right? Um, um, what's the difference between fact and a fiction? And that was directed to you, Jetan. Jetan, how do you pronounce your name? Uh, can you repeat again? Sorry, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't catch with you. Uh, my name is Yeton, Yeton. Yeton? Yeton? Yes. Yeton, yes. Right. Um, so you were, you were saying that people believe in different things, right? But you weren't really saying anything. You were just saying that people believe in different things. Well, my question is, um, what's the difference between fact and fiction? Uh, uh, I think, I, think uh, I cannot uh, answer maybe your question. Okay, I will try to understand your question in my way. Okay, maybe you can fulfill me or something to help me in answering uh, your question, right? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, I don't know how, how good swimmer you are, right? Uh, do you swim well or not? I, I, I do swim very well. I'm a good, I'm a good swimmer. Jeff. I'm a good swimmer too. Yeah. I swim in the lake. Yeah. In the lake, there, there is no salt, right? It's much harder to swim in lake rather to swim in the sea because the sea helps you because there is a lot of salt and the desert of water is thick. So it's much easier to swim on the sea, right? But in the lake, you have to have a lot of power to maintain long distance, you know, long distance. And it's not easy, especially if the lake is a little bit colder if it is small lake, it's colder if you compare it with a big lake. However, sometimes philosophical um, 
ideology, right? Philosophical ideologies. It's like a big sea or a big lake. It's very hard to swim on it, okay? Because there is no shore. Sometimes the philosophical uh, uh, things, which is complicated uh, to grasp all the terminology, philosophical terminology like uh, Aristotle and, uh, you know, all the, uh, the scholars, the centuries before, right? But when you see the simple guy, right, who doesn't have much education in readings and uh, maybe no university degree or not much reading, but however, he perceives or he sees life very simple and very easygoing. He doesn't complicate things in life. His life is very simple. Sometimes too much, uh, too much uh, information make sometimes your difficult life or difficult understanding about life. This is uh, sometimes people, how they, how they deal with, uh, how you call it, uh, with the matters. Either you simplify it or either you make it uh, more complicated. And uh, uh, fiction and uh, stuff, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe your uh, terminology of your your where you live, right, is much more sophisticated. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was a Chepe Space Lunk to a Dollar, recorded on Sunday, October twenty third, two thousand twenty two. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer countdown to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come meet ether We're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking. No wait, that was crack Fuck now everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready 
pandemic. And so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Spaces.